Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the Almighty Be Live, the Money Man Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast is a sports podcast that's by the fans for the fans. Talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It is Tuesday, and I can see the grass in my front yard, but I'm not going to get too happy because I live in Northeast Ohio, and guess what? It's probably going to snow and probably be cold all over again. I need to trip the Myrtle Beach soon. Anyways, this be your boy, Eddie Cool, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Here it is. You see us. You see me, the head of creative, Eddie Cool, and these two over here. You see, you see them as well, too. But of course, I don't want to be rambling forever. Okay, I just want to say, hey, how you doing to everyone and everybody? Thank you for joining us for another action-packed episode, the 145th installment of the Sports Bros Podcast. And um, I'm going to start rambling because I feel like introducing two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Oh, I love asking every single time. But I'll tell you what's not happening right now, and it just leaves us in such a conundrum. There's no football. Where's the football? Oh, but it's okay. It's okay. There's other things to cover. There's other things to cover. We're going to do our best. Yeah, y'all know how passionate we are about football. Yeah, we'll talk something. I know, but you know what? This seems different. It's going to be all right. Um... The reason why there's no snow in um, Northeast Ohio by way of Cleveland, as um, Eddie Koo mentioned, because um, your boy, Akron Zone, had a, a homecoming tour and brought the heat. <laughs> I just said, I don't know what the difference is. It don't make a bit of difference to me. But go ahead, just, just introduce the other guy so we just stay on track, on the air. Track. You, know, you know how to do things, the other guy. There you go. And speaking of the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. He is none other than the trivia god himself, the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. I mean, that's where we're at now, boys. And I actually... I'm nervous about baseball. I guess so I got my I got my baseball. I got a Yankee shirt on today because come on, man. We are. Uh, I'll talk a little bit that, about that later, but I need you baseball. We're getting late. I need you. But uh, yeah, it's me. The main event. Scotty D. No, no. Ready to. No, ready to- <laughs> no, no, we we talked about this. You are the money man. You don't change the money man. Nickname. Scotty it's, it's, D, a.k.a. the main event. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's talk some sports, baby. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and talk some sports before the B-Live and Scotty D kill each other. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that's what you come for each week here at Sports Bowls Podcast. Hear me try to keep this damn thing on the track and them two try their best not to kill each other. Fellas, the Don't winner- smart mouth me. Don't you oh. smart mouth me. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, Scotty D told a very funny story before we went on air. And, um, yeah, just know you better not smart mouth the money man. Fellas, the Winter Olympics have come and gone with a fury, a flurry. Um, somebody was a protected person because they were all kind of riffraff, all right? So uh, with that being said, Scott D, what are your takeaways from this year's Winter Olympics? Well, much like last summer, 
the when we had the uh, delayed Olympics and Simone Biles was the big story. Another another story here is some that wasn't actually taking place in the arena of competition, and that was the Camilla Valieva uh, skater, the Russian skater, the 15 year old skater who was being hailed as the greatest of all time. And just after after a couple of events, it was found that she tested positive for a banned substance, which we we, we know that's really not her fault as a 15-year-old. It was uh, the people that were around her. But it, it created such an incredible storm of controversy. You had the, the controversy over if she is she going to be banned from participating? Is she going to get to participate? If she medals, will they have a medal ceremony? I mean, it was, a, it was an outright mess. And then um, on the Thursday free skate, she struggled. She didn't medal. She comes off the off the ice sobbing and then her two Russian teammates, they, they get gold and silver and the, the girl who won the silver was unhappy. She wanted the gold. It, it was a mess. And that was a, that was a huge cloud. I think uh, that, that kind of hovered over the Olympics that, cause that story seemed to dominate, I think more than any other story that, and then the, the Michaela Schifrin situation, Michaela, um, the, the skier, I, and this is the third week in a row I've been talking about this this young lady where she was expected to go over there and win at least two medals and become the most decorated downhill skier in U.S. history and came away with none. She, 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 she did not finish three races falling on the slopes, and then it came down to the, uh, the mixed doubles event on, uh, on Sunday, which was only, I believe, the second time this event has been has taken place in the Olympics and her her teammates fell and, and they were unable to get into a gold medal situation. And then they went against Norway for the bronze and and Schifrin lost three times head to head in the head to head competition. And, and the U.S. did not get a medal. But this girl really showed a lot of class, a lot of grace, considering all the negativity and all the high expectations that she had. She came through it, uh, I, I think, probably what I would say as a 26 year old was something really to shoot for in the next Olympics. I, I, I wouldn't expect at this age she would be quite ready to retire. But, you know, we've seen this in the past in other Olympics. Other Olympians have fallen speed skating or skiing or what have you and, and failed and then come back. And we know this girl's talented because she's won gold medals before. So hopefully we'll see a, a rebound from Michaela Schiffer. To me, those were the two biggest stories uh, of the Olympics. B-Live, any, any thoughts on, on the, uh, the Olympics the past couple of weeks? Um, one of them definitely is going to rain up there, um, of course, with um, Camila Valieva, um, because with her not meddling in the singles competition, that actually allowed the three um, women that meddled to have a ceremony. True. But as I spoke about last week, where her, her doping situation and allowing her to compete then they decide that if she medals, that um, nobody gets, the, there won't be a, um, what's a medal ceremony, and it would affect two other um, young women. I apologize, because I got my numbers way wrong. Because the uh, Russian Olympic Committee, um, not being able to be recognized for the country, but for the, the the athletes because the 
the country dope before and so they can't wear the flag and but they can still compete and whatever <clears throat> Camilo Valieva um competed in the team event and Russia was clearly the gold medal winner according to the judges everything like that um I believe US was a silver medal the team event I don't know who was the bronze could look that up but I really let's get past that because Russia and with Camilo Valieva um, meddling, there was not a um, medal ceremony for Russia, U.S., and whoever the third um, the bronze medal team. So this affected anywhere up to twenty-seven. There was nine. There's nine girls on the U.S. team. So I'm just going to go with 27, 26, if you count out Valieva, but twenty-six young girls that do not get to stand on the podium and receive their medal and hear their national anthem during the medal. That is such a huge monumental event. You work for this all of your life to get to this level and win that medal. And you don't get that because a huh, 15-year-old uh, is protected. It might hurt her feelings. What about the other 26 girls' feelings that are hurt that don't get this? And not on top of that, with the litigation process, and because it's still under investigation, and if she's convicted guilty of um, all of the things that blah, 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 and yada, yada, they might not get their medals for months, maybe even years. Because if Valieva's disqualified, then Russia's disqualified, and then U.S. gets gold, but then we won't know that throughout this entire process. And so you all, all the work you put in, et cetera, et cetera, and now we got to wait. How about she was she should have been disqualified from jump? Protect that yeah. protect that person. Protect get get out of here. The person that should not shouldn't be protected is whoever whoever whoever's in charge of her diet regimen. Whoever hold somebody accountable. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. Come back in twenty twenty six. Get your life together. I don't know. You'll be nineteen. I guarantee you probably still be in shape. It'll be all right. Yeah. But the, yeah, but the, it, the sad part, though, like you're saying, though, is that she, you know, th this girl's just wanted to skate. She's she's a skater. She's not. She's not in charge of all this stuff. And she was a, kind of victimized by all this controversy and stuff. Had she not taken that the, the substance, would would she still be this that good of a skater? I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about skating to say the performance enhancers make you do a quad, make you spin. But suppose they, they, they help with your endurance and keep your weight down and keep, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know enough about that sport to, to say one way or the other, how much I think that affected her. But I know that this is just a young girl. You know, I got a nephew well, the same age and, 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 and he's a high school and he's a clown. And this girl's trying to get the weight on the world on her shoulders. <laughs> Wait a minute, Scotty. He, he is. Why, why are you, why are you, why are you, why are you, what's your nephew's name, man? What's your nephew's name? Jack. You know, he's a, he's a clown because he's 15. We're, everybody's a clown when you're 15. You know, it, it is what it is. But this girl is trying to, she got the weight of the world on, not only that, but the weight of <laughs> Russia mm -hmm. is on her shoulders. And they are known for being tough on their athletes. And, and you could just see. All the emotion pouring out of this girl. She sobbed her way off the ice and they're sitting there reading her scores and she's just bawling. And all this emotion is coming out to the point that the girl that won the gold medal didn't even seem all that happy about it when it happened because of all this emotion and controversy was built up around this one individual who's supposed to 
become the greatest ice skater of all time. And it was just, it's a shame because she at this point is a 15 year old girl and went through all this stuff. And it's just, you know, that that's the, that's the sad part about this. I agree that I don't think she should have been allowed to compete because this happened, but that's still not really her fault. It's the fault of her handlers and the people that should be looking out for her best interest. And it just didn't happen that way. Uh, I just, I just look at it this way. Um, Cause I'm, um, I did a little bit further research into it. Comes to find out that she got um, our hands on the illegal drug because her grandfather was prescribed it. A heart, a heart pill yeah. or something. Yeah, but um, but it's still illegal. But right. uh, I'm I'm not gonna dive too much further into that because it, at this point in time, we're beating a dead horse. It may hopefully because I don't I don't even know. Has there been another time in history? I know there has been. Probably I'm gonna do a little bit more research where the Metal ceremony has been canceled due to controversy. I'll look into that a little bit further, but I just feel like this is just, it was a very knee jerk reaction. A lot of past the buck between all these different um, alphabet organizations when it comes to the Olympics, the, the Russian committee, um, the court of arbitration for sport, CAS, IOC, who did it? Why did it? <laughs> IYKYK. If you know, you know, and whatnot, and so, I don't know. I don't know who was actually supposed to be in charge of this, but it was just a lot of organizations, and none of them got it right. The yeah, I don't, story, I don't, I don't know if there's ever been another medal ceremony completely like canceled. I know that our, our men's basketball team in Munich did not show up to get their medals. They boycotted the the ceremony because they felt like there was a lot of crooked stuff going on with the, the officiating and. And yeah, all that yeah. stuff, and and I think they those medals still remain in a safe, unclaimed, if I'm not mistaken. And and so I what, remember, did that involve didn't that involve Russia too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They won the you gold. See the, you see the do 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 the game be live? The I'm just, yeah, and I think, and don't quote me on this, but there, a few years ago in the Winter Olympics, there was also a a couples uh, figure skating team from Canada whose scores were deliberately tanked by, I believe, a Russian judge. And they w- w- get this whole thing got investigated and they end up giving both the winners and them and the Canadian, like they both got gold medals. They, they became like co-gold medal winners because wow. these the, the, the Canadian couple, I remember the, the, the girl was really cute, but I remember they were what pretty much robbed of, of good scores that they should have earned, but I don't know if any other actual medal ceremonies have been completely scrapped like that. But go ahead, you had another point you were going to make. Be live. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, you're good to go. Just rush to get your life together all the way across <laughs> the board. I'm not going to go into politics because that's a whole nother situation with Russia right now. But um, <laughs> women's hockey. Oh, man! Oh, man! It um, has been stated that the um, gold medal game between Canada and the U.S., they have a very, very long-standing rivalry. Canada winning the gold medal this year over the U.S. after the U.S. won it four years ago. But the viewership of the Canada-U.S. women's hockey game averaged 3.54 million viewers, which is more than any NHL game televised this season. And it's the second most watched hockey game in the U.S. since 2019, which was the Stanley Cup final game five between Tampa Bay and Montreal. Um, 
women's hockey needs a little bit more love. I think it was great. It's great for the sport. I love the rivalry. I was definitely watching the game. I was hoping that U.S. could pull it off. I still, man, I still remember the first game where U.S. outscored Canada nineteen to five in the Killed first it. round in in the first um first period, but Canada was up one nothing because of a power play goal. It was just, it was good to watch. Yeah. All right, Phil. So- yeah, it was definitely one of the um sports that I watched during the Olympics. Yes, sir. All right, so here we go. We got the final medal count. Uh, Norway leads all countries with 16 golds. Second is Germany and China with nine. Uh, let's see, what am I looking at here? The ROC, we running this rap-ish. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, they leave with 12 um, in the silver and 14. I'm sorry, 12 in silver. No, they had, they had six golds, though, and 32 total. The yeah, ROC. They, yeah, they had six golds, 12 silvers. 14 bronze and 32 totals and no way a cold weather country they lead with all it with 37 in the medal count and they lead by 10 over germany so um fellows we got we saw some curling we saw some bobsledding we saw some um the winter winter olympics were pretty good Okay, something else is going on this weekend. A thing up here in Cleveland, Ohio called the NBA All-Star Weekend. Everybody was up here. I wasn't at the game. Why? Because I got to do something called work. But one of these days, I'm going to be at one of these events, and they're going to be like, they go that damn Eddie Cool. Like that damn Jamar Case, that's that damn Eddie Cool. I've heard a lot about the festivities going on this weekend about the All-Star Game. We got a big man, Carl Anthony Towns, winning the three-point contest. The all the all-star game itself was good in the final two minutes, as it always is. And then, in the words of the Almighty Be Live, what happened with this here dunk contest? Be Live, can you elaborate on what the hell happened? I'm no, I'm no, I will not elaborate. Well, somebody got to talk about it. I didn't. See, somebody got to talk about it. It, it sucked. Okay. There's no elaboration behind it. Like, literally, I, I, I turned it off. I stopped watching it because the first round, I think all of the participants missed their first attempt. Most of them missed their second attempt. I think one of them missed, like, their third, fourth, and fifth attempt. It was just like, um, I, I, I ain't see no razzle-dazzle. I ain't see, like, it's one of those things. Here's something that's very difficult about the, the, um, the dunk contest. You have all of these archives which means almost every single dunk that is happening, you've seen it somewhere before. But what, you, what we need to get back to is like maybe you don't, don't have the originality anymore. But now let's, start, let's go into execution, emphasis, just something where, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just the hype, maybe it's just the pressure, what it is, but I know the dunks that they attempt that they have made They've done before. There's, I mean, you've practiced these before, so there's no reason going to the you dunk think? contest. Yeah, there's no reason going to the dunk contest with something that you haven't made. But clearly, something just it did not click when the lights came on, and it was just it wasn't <clears> good. <throat> I'm I, I'm with the people. When will we have star-studded dunk contests like we had in the past? It it, it, it won't get much better than. Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins, star power. We want to see our stars in the dunk contest. 
We LeBron James one time, please, just one time. He teased I, it, it that one year. God, Mary teased it. Said next year I'll be in it, and never, and just never did it. We want to see Ja Morant, please. Can we get on uh, what was it? Aaron Gordon versus on uh, what? 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 what, what Levine, Zach yes. Levine. Zach, Levine. Can yeah. we? Can we get them two back in? Oh, you know what? Somebody else had a great. I can't remember who. So Might have been one of us in our in our um, little chat that we do. We chat all the time, by the way. I, I love it. Highlight of my day. Um, I'm sorry to anybody that's really trying to get my attention during this um, sports event. I'm usually talking with my bros, but uh, <laughs> but um, can we get two of like they actually have like a dunk league? Can we get two guys off the street? To do something like that, or like something, something's got to give. Like it, it's uh, it was bad. It, it was horrible. Maybe, maybe they need to start doing like tandem dunks, like getting a pair of teammates together to to do something where it's alley oop. We have to use the other guys to pop. But it, it was it was bad. And you're right. There was no star power because the guy that won it, Obi Toppin from the Knicks. I had heard of him. I had never heard of Juan Toscano Anderson, who, who was the uh, the guy from the Clippers that dunked, and I think he was the one. Well, <laughs> no, they all missed. I mean, like I said, they all missed. Um, Jalen Green, the rookie from Houston. Now this guy attempted a dunk five times, I think, and then before he changed it. Now they they say you get three attempts, three attempts of dunk. Just think about the three attempts to jump up and stuff a ball. But if you go up and you don't have control of the ball, that doesn't count as one. So five times this dude tried to do a behind the back, off the backboard, between the legs, from the baseline kind of thing. Cole Anthony I've heard of only because I know who his dad is. His dad is Greg Anthony. And his brother pretty much set the tone for this dunk contest because he was the very first person to go. And as soon as they introduced him, he pulled out a pair of Timberlands and held them up and said, I'm going to put these on to dunk. So he's changing his sneakers. You know how long it takes to lace up Timberlands? So right <laughs> off the bat. We're sitting there like, okay, this kid's got to change his shoes now. And they're heavy. They're not like they're, they're boots. They're work boots. Like I was That's like, right. And he, and he proved why they wear sneakers because he went out and failed at that. It was awful. It was terrible. It got to the point that in order for Obi Toppin to win, all he had to do was actually dunk it on his final attempt. All he had to do was put it through just, just to dunk that's all you have to do he, he now he did a dunk where he, that was very impressive where he went behind his back he hit it off the backboard and then and then dunked it through but it was it was bad and be left to your point the dunks that we saw jordan dominique drexler and these guys do back in the 80s and even some of the ones that carried on in the 90s if you do them now there's no buzz in the crowd dominique throwing it off the backboard catching a windmill the crowd went crazy Nowadays, that's just another dunk. I mean, we've done it all at this point. We've kissed the rim and blew out a candle and jumped over a car. There's just there's only so much you can do with, with, when dunking a basketball. I, I say scrap it. If if you don't, maybe try like I said, do a tandem thing where the two your, your two guys on one team have to come up with some, some dunks. But you got to be able to complete them because it's felt like we're watching guys practice on the playground when they're out there and they're they're throwing it around and and they got. Uh, other guys as props. It was awful. And I heard Kenny Smith making a point. 
move this move the three point contest back into the main event spot because there was a lot more buzz with that and there really was because the finals came down to Carl Anthony Towns who was obviously an underdog is a big guy Luke Kennard from the Clippers and Trey Young who's like one of the premier three point shooters in the league so there was excitement of that about that it was legit it was good to watch it was really good to watch now it wasn't as good to watch as Steph Curry going what was it 16 of what was it, B-Live? 16 of 27 from three-point range. Just chucking it. Just, just 50 burgers. Yeah, 50 burger at the All-Star game. Like, he just, they just, we gonna, we just going to sit back and just watch him just shoot the ball. Just shoot the ball. The all-time lead three-point. You know what, fellas? It just hit me. You got the all-time leader in three-points, three-point passes made, and the all-time leading scorer in the NBA playing in the same damn all-star game. My they're, on the, they're on the same team. That's my mind blowing up. It just, it just hit me. Like since I've been I've been undergoing some things recently and things have been hitting me, and it's like, wow, clarity. I'm seeing stuff. <laughs> like th- th- this is something I'm not going crazy, y'all. I promise. I'm just seeing a little bit clearer now that the rain is gone. But yeah, I agree. Something has to be done about the all-star game. Um, just as you said, Scotty D, kind of kind of switched up a little bit because the three-point contest is where it's at as opposed to the dunk contest because, like you said, we've seen everything, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I mean, we've seen, you know, people getting scrubbed across the head, if you know what I mean, and then candles being blown out. Now, now getting people jumping, jumping over, jumping jump, over Dwight jumping, Howard. Yeah, jumping over cars. <laughs> People, Spud Webb, the Kimbe Matumbo, all the stuff. And like you said, like, what is there left to do? You know what I would like to see in a dunk contest? What? Give them a time limit. Six, 60 seconds into complete. They used to do minutes. that. They used to do that. They used to do that. And they, like, they, they changed that for some reason. I think just where, and that right there will, as opposed to being on this one dunk, That'll give you like you could highlight a new, a number of dunks, and then you take that round, break it down to two, they do it one more time, call it a day. I think you get to see a lot more with that. But you know what? What? What do I know? What? I, I forget how long ago that was. I th- it sounded like it had been done before. I just couldn't remember. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. I say I say cancel it. It's just it's just if they can't dunk anyway. <laughs> I mean the percentage. Of dunks going through the rim was very low. Did anybody get a fifty at all? I don't believe there was a fifty on this one. I don't think anybody if, anybody. If, there if was that is not an indic- If that was an in- if that's not an indicator of how terrible this dunk contest was, I don't know what is. Um, NBA <laughs> do better. Scrap it. Yeah, the NBA. You you got to do something. You got to figure something out quick, fast, in a hurry. Because what was once the highlight feels more like a chore on Saturday night. All right, we goes from the pros to the college. And speaking of basketball, uh, let's talk about this here, Jawan Howard situation. There's a whole lot of tussling, shoving, um, punches being thrown, mushing in faces. Somebody get me abreast of what the hell is going on. Because like I said, I've been working all weekend. Somebody tell me something. Well, um, long story short, Michigan versus Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin's up by 15 um, points with 15 seconds to go. Um, we're unable to get the ball across half court. 
And so um, Wisconsin coach decides to call timeout um, to get the refresh, the um, half-court clock. They're up by 15. So um, Michigan coach Juwan Howard, five, five, you know, um, he takes um, – he, he's not happy about it at all. Mm. So at the end of the game, um, they, you know, have a little handshake line and everything. Juwan Howard wants nothing to do with, with Wisconsin's coach. And Wisconsin's coach, um, what is his name? Do I have it real quick? Um, Greg Gard. Greg Gard um, is like, hey, 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 let me talk to you about this. And Juwan Howard wants nothing of it. The, uh, then everybody starts crowding in, and then fists are thrown, et cetera, et cetera. It has been reported now, and I believe this happened on this happened on Sunday. It's been reported that Juwan Howard has been suspended for the, a remainder of the season, the remainder of the regular season, as I see it, last five games. So, uh, and I'm gonna look into it a little bit further. But Scotty D, we we talked about it a little bit. What do you think about the situation? What 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 happened? Well. I think he was. I think the main thing is Michigan's having a bad season. He was very frustrated. And at the end of the game, when that timeout, when that coach called a timeout, it really rubbed in the wrong way because he was ready to get off the floor. He's ready to get out of there. Now the the Wisconsin coach is saying he called the timeout because he had his subs on the floor. It wasn't his starters, and he didn't want to put them in a bad position. Even though there's 15 seconds, I get it. I could do without that timeout. But at the same time. Michigan was still playing defense. They still were, were, were playing, uh, you know, not like one Howard told the team just to, to relax and, and, and stand and, you know, stand down. They were still playing defense. So they called the timeout. And I think when the coach went to address the situation with Howard, he knew he was mad at him. He did what a lot of people would do and, and just say, Hey, I want to talk. He grabbed and, and Howard didn't take kindly to be in touch in that moment. So he kind of grabs a handful of shirt and there's a little bit of, hand fighting and they get pulled apart. Okay. I, at that point we go our separate ways and we, and we talk trash next year before we play each other again. But then you cannot do what you want Howard did. You cannot be the leader of a group of young men and be the one that starts a fight by throwing a punch because now there's more punches thrown. There's more skirmish. And he, now he's got his own boys at risk of getting suspended or, you know, kicked off the team. Some cannot do that. So I, I understand him being upset about the timeout. Like I said, I think a lot of it had to do with frustration of not having such a great season and just wanting to get that game over with, because if I was sitting there and I was watching the game, I would say, why would you call a timeout? Let's get this game over with, you know, as a, as a spectator, I would, I would say the same thing. I, oh. Because, because even if they turn the ball over, who cares? Right. If, if you're, if, Michigan gets the ball. They can't tie it with a 15-pointer. That's not going to happen. The game was over. So I, I understand that frustration. But you have to control yourself. You cannot throw a punch. It wasn't even at the head coach. It was at an assistant coach who I don't know if he said something or if, or if Howard was just reacting to, to the pushing. And But you can't do it. The suspension is fair. And I wouldn't even be surprised if when the season was over, if, if Howard was all the way shown the door and I think the guy's been a good coach and a class act for the most of the time you know he didn't he wasn't really a troubled player at Michigan or even in the NBA you didn't have there a lot about Juwan Howard in a negative way that at least that I can recall off the top of my head but this is this is really bad you cannot do that you can't be the first guy to throw a punch the coach 
I mean, even Van Gundy hanging on a, a leg <laughs> in, in, the, in the garden. He wasn't the one that started. He's there trying to trying to end it. You know, he's trying to break things up. But this case, this case, the coach started it, and that ain't good. So, Juwan, man, you messed up. I, I have yet to hear him apologize, but because even at the at the press conference after the game, he was kind of saying, I was irritated about the, the timeout. He didn't even address it. He didn't even say, I shouldn't have thrown that punch. I apologize. He, he wasn't there yet. He was still, he's still running hot. So I don't know. Tough one. Yeah. You just have to simply do better in that situation. Like you said, you know, you are a leader of young men and, and I'm not saying that the young men should be out there throwing punches and throwing blows, but the fact that, like you said, the coaches out there, you know, throwing them, throwing them things. And, you know, Juwan Howard is no little man. He's no little oh. man. He is no little man. So the coach out there, I mean, I understand, like, you know, um, from a standpoint of like, hey, there's unwritten rules. Um, you violate them, so I got to get you. There's ways of getting back at them, but you have to be real careful. And, fellas, we go from the pro hardwood to the college hardwood, and according to my watch, you hear that, fellas? It's about that what? time. What time is it? What time is it? What's happening? Oh, I'm glad y'all asked. It is time once again for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. And with that being said, hey, yo, Button, hit it for three. <laughs> choices of the voices coming right back. And now our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Ah, uh, once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. Swish! He's on fire! He's heating up from downtown! You should know the theme by now, but you know how we do hear The Choices of the Voices. Bang! Yes. <laughs> we ask you the question, you give us the answers, and we talk about it, and we have fun with it. With that being said, Scotty D., What's the question for this week's choices of the voices? All right. So last week I told you that I, I, I stole this one from the four letter network because they were talking about the three top three point shooters in history, which was Ray Allen, Steph Curry and Reggie Miller. And of those three, which one would you take if you needed a three pointer to tie or win the game at the end of the game? Put the camera on my face. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Sp speak of you. Hold on. Uh, uh oh. Matty, Matty Ice, turn this up. Turn it up. Turn up, turn up <laughs> here we go. <laughs> let me readjust my seat. This is about to come in. Okay. So, Matty Ice, let me just say this. You have been a very big supporter of our show, and we are we we, we love you because you've been very loyal participant and listener and all that stuff. But pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. If I would say to you, who do you like better? playing Batman, Christian Bale or Michael Keaton? The answer is not Ben Affleck because he's from Boston. Sometimes these questions are limited to just a couple of choices. It's not a slight. It's not a knock on people from Boston if they're not part of the choice of the answer. It doesn't mean I don't like Larry Bird. It doesn't mean Larry Bird was not a good player. But of these three, because I, I, there's another, you're not the only one from Boston that, that, that has this little issue. I, I don't know if you realize this, but there are teams when they go to play, they go to Boston, they play the Bruins, they play the Celtics, the Red Sox, the Patriots. When these teams leave, they play other teams. There are other 
other sporting contests that take place that don't involve Boston teams. So having said that, I apologize if I offended you for not putting Larry Bird in this conversation, but these are the top three. Wasn't even a question that I originated, but the top three statistically three-point shooters in history, Reggie Miller, Steph Curry, Ray Allen. Hey, I, I got one even better for you. Yeah. Ray, Ray Allen played in Boston at a time. Right, and that actually uh, solved the problem for one of the other Boston people that, that had a little bit of issue with answering this question. So just please understand that if I don't put a Celtic, Bruin, Red Sox, Patriot in the answer, doesn't mean that we don't like them or think that they're good. All right, Matty Ice, love you. Please continue to listen on. Glad we cleared the air on that. So, Eddie Cool, what did we get here as far as answers for this week? Ladies and gentlemen, the money man, Scotty D. All right. So, JR, friend to the show, he says, Reggie Miller all day. Good old Reggie Miller with the awkward release where his hands does this. But it goes in. He's number three all time. So, he says, Reggie Miller. All right. Anybody? Reggie Miller? Good choice. Okay. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll get, we'll, we'll wrap. Okay. We'll get to all of them. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. And then uh, Joe Gafkin, he said, GG Shuttlesworth. Jesus. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Jesus. I think it was a self correcting when he typed it, but Got Jesus me. Shuttlesworth. That was Ray Allen. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Game. Yep. And he said, Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth was a sniper and a great spot up shooter. Got most of his shots coming off screens. And then he says, Reggie was a dog, an annoying dog, but a dog nonetheless. He moved well off the ball and could shoot the lights out. Ask Spike Lee, okay? And Steph does all of the above and then some. This dude drains jumpers from the tunnel of Oracle for you-know-whats and giggles to pleases the fans. His handles are on another level. He creates his own shot and constantly moves without the ball. You can't even leave him open from 40 feet. He said, all three are great. But it's Curry all day, every day. So he said, Steph. All right. One for Curry, one for Reggie. All right. Brian Early said, What? Manute Bowl as an option? <laughs> not an option. Yeah. No, not an option. No, Manute Bowl's option. Yeah. Did I said that was an over, oversight on my part. Did he ever make a three point shot in his life in his career? Six. Uh, well. Six. Mm. Flat footed, like like Sam Perkins, flat footed three points. <laughs> yeah, you remember what Sam? I'm like, what the hell is Sam Perkins doing shooting threes? Looking like the lead singer from Mint Condition. Anyways, all right. <laughs> Tom Wynn, he said, you know what? He can't choose. He said, you can't go wrong with any one of them. He got a point. He's got a point, right? The best name in the game, JoJo Comfort. He says, hard to go wrong with any of them, but my gut tells me to take Reggie. All right. Um, Joey Jacob says he'll take Robert Ory. <laughs> it's a free for all. This is an this is an anarchy. Yeah. Just pick whatever you want, you know. Yeah. I, I I ain't mad at I'm big shot Rob, you know, seven seven of them boys. You got seven of them boys, but that's not the question. And so the question that is laid in front of you, then you know what? We we we're we're so, we are a forgiving podcast. We will let we you have um, you have the creative wonder to go off the subject a little bit, but please answer the original question, and then also you can opine on who you would like to have. But it's okay; it's all right. Do, do what you want to do. Just do what Robert Ory was one of my favorite players. I loved Robert Ory, but and and I and I get the reference; he was a clutch shooter. But mm -hmm. this was again 
of the top three greatest. Uh, yeah. So because uh, we had another guy, John Wozniak, picked Michael Jordan. And I, it's a guy I went to school with. So I sort of made fun of his Cal U of Pennsylvania education, <laughs> which is making fun of myself because that's my alma mater as well. And then, and then, and then there's the Maddie Ice one. Did you see the Maddie Ice one? Oh, oh we're we're getting there. All right, Craig Burns okay, said. I ahead. stopped. Craig Burns said I stopped reading after you get your choice. Uh, and Scott Donnelly said, "You see, <laughs> this is the question asking who is <laughs> who is the best or who your favorite is. I've asked that before. If your favorite food is pizza, and I ask if you like chicken wings or steak better, it doesn't mean pizza isn't any good. If you listen to the say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a pizza. If you listen to the segment, I was using the question that was used in the discussion from the Four Letter Network regarding the three players with the most three pointers in NBA history, and of the three, who would you want to see take the last shot? Seems that people from Boston stop reading when a sports topic isn't centered around either one of them. Drop the mic, Scotty D. Drop the damn yep. mic. Drop the so damn that was, mic. That was, uh, that, that was, in a nutshell, kind of what I expressed to Maddie Ice here today. I Again, had, Craig, Maddie, we love our Boston people. We do. We love, we love our Boston people. Boston. Uh, but, and, then, and, then, and then Craig, in turn, said, he'll take the Boston guy, Ray Allen. So. Okay. He'll take he'll take he'll take Fair Ray enough. Allen. Yeah, he'll take Ray Allen and then Tom Wynn chimed in and uh time chimed in and said freaking chowder heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is great. This is great. See, this is why we love doing the choices of the voices uh week in and week out because of stuff like this. Did I get did I miss anybody? Did I miss anybody? I think I just the one, the Maddie Ice one. Matt Maddie Ice did mention Robert Ori as well. And then um then um, I think Trey Dizzle mentioned Steph Curry. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Then Craig Burns came back and said, I guess I'll take the Boston guy, Ray Allen. Hence back to my point earlier. But, yeah. So let me see. Let's see if I could tally this. Oh, and John um, Washick, um, of course, he also goes off the tangent. And he says Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan was not a very good three-point shooter, by the way. Just to let everybody know. And you know what? I'm 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 gonna do it. I'm, I'm I'm tired of people. I'm tired of these stat chasing people when it comes to comparison. Blah blah blah. I've been arguing with people again on on the internet. I need to stop doing that, but I can't help myself because <laughs> I've um I'm, I've made a statement in a case for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar should be the greatest of all time. I, I believe I've mentioned on the show before. Yeah, and then um, someone mentions that LeBron James has gotten um, more points with less um, three point, um, less uh, um, shot attempt, and blah blah blah. I keep telling people, hey, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the majority of his career did not have a three point line. Michael Jordan didn't get introduced to a three point line until he got into the NBA. Yes, you're going to get more points with less attempts because you shot three-pointers, LeBron James. It does not take away from your greatness. And now this new stat came out. If LeBron James, you take away all of his um, free throws, he has such and such more points than Kevin Durant and such and such more points no. than Steph Curry. And da 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 with, um, with that's not even counting his free throws. What is the entire purpose? LeBron James has been in the league for 19 seasons. Kevin Durant's been in for 14. Steph Curry's been in there for 12. Why, why is the why are these stats? 
Why are you making up hypotheticals to make someone sound better? He's already great. LeBron James will probably go great. down in history. Yeah, yeah. Most likely, LeBron James will go down as the number two um, greatest of all time. He's number number two. Great. Michael Jordan's number. Sorry. Well, I still want to put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar up there just because of his overall accolades, college and pro. You put college and pro together, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the best, the greatest of all time. But that's a, that's a whole other argument. I do. I say, well, stop, stop, just stop, just stop it, stop padding stats and changing stats to make someone sound or look better. ESPN is the worst for it, absolute worst. That four letter network. Stop padding stats to make someone look better than they already are. Just expound on their already in tune greatness. LeBron James has scored more points in the NBA regular season and playoffs more than any other player. That speaks volumes. It also speaks longevity. That doesn't mean clutchness, but that's a whole other thing. But is it is just just yeah, sorry, sorry. Went off yeah. on a tangent. I, I digress. Let's bring back Amtrak. Yep, I'm good. All right. But be live, you you are right, man. It's just um, yeah, just let's let's talk about the here and now instead of the what if and the hypotheticals. It just it just sully sours and stinks all kind of stuff. All right. And with that being said, Scotty D. Between the three, between Reggie, between Steph, and between Ray Allen, who went to high school in Dalzell, South Carolina, who would you pick? You know, believe it or not, I think out of the three, I would take Steph third in this situation. And make no mistake about it, Steph Curry is by far the greatest three-point shooter I have ever seen. He is effortless. He can get that shot off whenever he wants. He's got a great handle, as Joe mentioned. But I haven't seen him have to do this as often. And the reason I'm putting Ray Allen ahead of him is because Ray Allen hit one of the most amazing three-pointers, the, the most clutch ever whenever he was with the Heat against the Spurs in, in game six. And the game was just about over, and he hits an incredible three-pointer from the, from the corner. And that just, you know, that's the biggest situation you could possibly need to have a three-pointer but but reggie miller would be my pick because reggie worked so hard to get open he was the hardest worker he used to just run off screens and he wanted the ball so badly he wanted to make that dagger so badly in in that that big situation reggie was very clutch and there's not a wrong answer here i mean any one of these three are were amazing steph curry is the greatest i have ever seen and i think it's by a lot and these two are right behind, and I throw Clay Thompson in there, but I just don't think I've seen Steph have to do this that often. I mean, I can't off the top of my head even think of, you know, Steph Curry needing a three pointer in a big situation to win or tie a game, just because usually Golden State was taking care of business for you know when they won that stretch of what was it four straight finals appearances, and I think they won three out of those four and. And they're on track. They might be back in the finals again this year. Wouldn't surprise me a bit because they seem to be finally uh, trending in the right direction. But that's the, I, I go Reggie. I like Reggie. How about you, B-Left? I I'm going to do this because of the very reasons that Scott mentioned that this is very, very tough to answer because um, all three of them are just lights out shooters. They've all hit clutch shots. I'm just going to go to the statistics. Clutch time statistics, which would count for the last 60 seconds, 
of a game, fourth quarter, or in overtime to either tie or take the lead. Clutch time um, statistics, I believe, started in, I want to say, probably the late 80s, early 90s, when they really started looking at these stats. In their careers, respective careers, Ray Allen in clutch time for three-pointers, 54 um, made out of 148 attempts, and he was in the league for 14 seasons, gave him a shooting percentage of 36.5%. Reggie Miller, 18 seasons, he shot 87 attempts on two, um, 87 made out of 230 attempts, which gave him a 37.8% um, from three-pointer in clutch time. Steph Curry, he's played in 12 seasons, 32 made attempts out of uh, 32 made um, out of 96 attempts with a 33.3%. With that reason, that reason alone, I'm going with Reggie Miller. Steph Curry. What, what, was, what was his compared to Ray again? Say that again. Uh, give, Reggie give, Miller, just, give, just give me that last number the, of all three, this, the percentage you Re, said you had. Reggie Miller, 37.8%. Ray Allen, 36.5%. Steph Curry, 33.3%. Okay. Mm, wow. So by statistics alone, Reggie Miller is the most clutch. And um, blasphemy to what Scotty D said when he said that Ray Allen hitting that three-pointer from the corner to um, for um, with LeBron and blah, 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 yada, yada. It, that does not top when Reggie Miller scored eight points and 8.9 seconds against the Knicks. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Three yeah, but pointer, it was, it was, it was the three final. pointer steal three pointer. That was amazing. <laughs> that was incredible in Madison square garden. Absolutely incredible. The, the reason I was just, I was referencing Ray's is because the fans were already heading for the exits. They were gone. They were leaving. And he made that, that, that three and, and brought the the heat back from the dead, and I think they won that series. They were, I think they were about to yeah. get eliminated there, and yes, they, they, oh, they yeah. didn't make that shot. So, oh yeah, oh that was, oh the, not the discount, but Ray Allen. Oh, that was a big shot. Oh, without question. But that Reggie thing you're talking about was historic too. That was in, in the garden, and mm-hmm. when he yeah. turned around doing the choke, was that when he was doing the choke symbol? I think? <laughs> Spike Lee, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looked, he looked Spike Lee. He was like, eh. <laughs> and here and. And also to your point, when you say about Steph Curry, Steph Curry, just because he just hasn't been in that position that much. Exactly. Just right. like you said, so, be, yep. I think out of the three, Steph Curry can create his shot better than Ray Allen and Agreed. Reggie Miller. But I feel like when push comes to shove, I think be, just because Reggie Miller has hit more of them and at a better rate, I'm going with Reggie Miller. Ah, man. I wasn't even an Indiana Pacer Reggie Miller fan, but just watching him play, I was like, dude, I want to shoot the ball like this dude. Reggie Miller was my dude growing up that I wanted to put that, put that, put that extra pepper on the shot. Man, oh man. So Reggie Miller, that's gotta be my pick. And it cool, what say you? Well, it's a clean sweep. I guess we all gonna say number 31, the Hall of Famer himself. I don't wow. know if he's in there yet, but he needs to be in there. Reggie Miller, aka Cheryl Miller's brother. All right. Reggie, I mean, look, Reggie can find out, shoot that thing. All right. Like you said, you know, Reggie can, you know, fighting off screens. And just like you mentioned, Scotty D, that one time when they were playing the Knicks and he was just fighting off the screen and fighting off the screen, getting over ball, 
draining it and then getting the ball again, stepping behind there and draining it again. And then the iconic yeah. choke symbol, like Re- Reggie Miller is something special. All right. I remember growing up in the mid nineties, watching Reggie Miller. I'm like, I'm like, he can't dunk worth a damn, but he can shoot that damn ball. He can shoot that ball. And see, I looked at Reggie Miller as like my favorite three point shooters back then. Um, a guy by the name of uh, Dale Ellis. Um, yeah, he's good. Yep, the rifleman Chuck person. Uh, who yep. else? And Detlef Shrimp. Oh yeah, yeah, love that guy. Love them. And then like mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, I was like, man, oh, oh, you can't forget Glenn Rice, Rice baby, Glenn Rice too. Um, but out of all them, Reggie, man, Reggie got in the playoffs, and he just it was he turned up to another gear. And I think didn't. If I'm going to say, I think Reggie hit a big three to beat the Bulls or tie the Bulls when they were. Remember the one year they pushed the Bulls to six games, and yep. I think it was Jordan's last last season, and they they had to overcome the Pacers. I think he hit a big one against them too, if I'm not mistaken, coming off a, off of a screen and and yeah. and getting a look. And I I think he did hit a big playoff one. And if you do that against the Bulls, end up you know that's hard to argue against that. Yeah, so you, yeah, Reggie Miller. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, that damn Reggie Miller. He he was a bad dude, man. Like you, the the, the things he could do once he get the ball in his hands and just and it, and his release was quick. He had a quick release. He did, he was he wasn't fancy. Spot up, give me, bam, going to the other end of the court to play defense. And if you see me open again, confident, very, very, yeah, yeah. He how the kids how the kids go. He had ice in his veins. Reggie yeah. had ice in his veins. All right. With that being said, shout out to Jr. Uh, Joe Buckets, Brian Early, Never Late, John Wasick, <laughs> Tom Winning Winner Chicken Dinner, the best name in the game, Joe Joe Comfort, Joey Jacobs, Maddie Ice, Craig Burns, Scotty D, and everybody for their contribution <laughs> in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, with that being said, what's on tap for next week? All right, just because I have this bad taste in my mouth about the dunk contest, I'm just going to ask you, who did you most enjoy watching dunk the basketball i don't care if you're talking about dunk contest or in a game or on the playground maybe your neighbor had hops and he could dunk on everybody on the player but just ask you your favorite dunker ever and that'll give us something to talk about next week we'll talk about the good days of dunking next week oh since you mentioned that (laughs) i got i got one that comes to mind and if you and if you see this on youtube I got one thing to say. <laughs> Coming at you next week on the Choices of the Voices. The illest dunker you've seen, be it Dwight Howard, be it somebody. You got What you got to say, Be Live? Oh, yeah. I just want to throw in a couple quick things. Scott, Scotty D did mention it was game four um, of the Eastern Conference um, Championship, Pacers versus Bulls. Miller hit a game-winning shot that um, – Tied down series two to two against the Bulls. Bulls end up winning in seven um, of that um, series. And just want to throw out, um, throw out something for those Boston lovers out there. From uh, Boston. Career stats, Steph Curry, 42.8% three-point shooter. Ray Allen, 40% three-point shooter. Reggie Miller, 30, um, 39.8% um, three-point shooter. Larry Bird, 37.6. Uh, he's um, a little behind those guys. He was like, he did all right. You got to also think Larry Bird did go through a good portion of his career without a three-point line. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just want, just want to throw, just throw a little bit. a bad back. 
yeah, so props, props to the man, props to the man, uh, Hick from French Lick. Yep. And so just want to throw that out there. So I'm actually excited for next week's Choice of the Voices. I already have my answer. You already know my answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be unanimous, but it's going to be pretty cool to talk about. Yes, sir. Could it be Daryl Dawkins or could it be that time I had on a Dennis Rodman jersey on, some baggy jeans, some air contrails, and I was dribbling the ball down the court, and I was like, Eddie, and I was like, oh, I just dunked the basketball. I was just, I was doing things at a young age, just, <laughs> just beast mode. But enough about me. Come talk to us next week. Choice of the voices, your favorite dunker, be it be you, your daddy, your uncle Jimmy across the street, Daryl Dawkins. It don't matter. See you next week for Choices of the Voices. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Well, you heard the woman. It's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here. And if we get up out of here early enough, we might be able to watch all two hours of Raw because that third hour, I might be asleep, all right? It's time, once again, for another round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rappers, fire style, kind of, sort of, not really here to enlighten, engage, and entertain. We're talking about some newsworthy topics that didn't make the cut here on the Sports Bros Podcast. Be live. I got one for you right here. Let me put on full screen so the whole world can see, all right? On this day in history, back in 2019, Robert Kraft, owner of NFL team, the New England Patriots, charged with soliciting prostitution as a part of a human trafficking sting operation in Jupiter, Florida. And Robert Kraft has been in Beeline's penalty box ever since. <laughs> and speaking of the day one. Yes. Yes, from day one, which means... um. Gentlemen, we're nearing the three-year anniversary of the Sports Bros podcast, and if I'm not mistaken, um, we either yeah we've either passed or been near the one-year anniversary of us doing this. Of you seeing our wonderful, beautiful faces, and be live. Don't say nothing about my forehead, okay? Don't say a damn thing about my forehead. <laughs> Over to you, Scotty D. All right. So I know we have before we came on, we did a little ribbon, uh, you know. B-Lab made fun of Eddie's forehead, and I... It's a lot of brains up in this thing, man. And I referenced that B-Lab might be wearing a double X shirt or something to that effect. And and honestly, I wish that I was probably 20 pounds less than what I'm carrying around here, which brings me to my point that last week on the show, I said that it looked like... 50 cent gained about 50 pounds and i've seen a lot of stuff on the internet this past week about fat shaming and i know that i'm not the only person that poked a little fun at at old fitty there and i'm sure if i would say that to fitty cent he might even say something to me about the fact that his wallet is a lot fatter than than mine so a few years ago, the Yankees were in the playoffs, and I went out to watch a game at a bar, and I had my Yankee hat on, and I had my pinstripe shirt on. And at the time, I had not been spending a ton of time at the gym, and I was a little little bit round. And I went to the bar, and as I was ordering a drink, the guy next to me said, points at me and says, who's this guy supposed to be, Babe Ruth? And I know that when he was talking about me, he was not referencing my home run power. He was referencing my physique and i thought to myself that's pretty damn good that's pretty funny so i apologize to fitty if i'm hurting feelings about the old bro ribbing when it comes to 
you know, bros rub each other. You know, we, we make fun of each other, do a little poking fun. So, America, let's not completely forego our sense of humor, okay? You know, because if a guy calls me Babe Ruth because I'm chubby, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Be live over to you. That sounds like something from Boston that somebody would say something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not apologizing. I know I'm fat. And 50 Cent was chunky. I don't care. <laughs> man, he got paid millions of bucks for his performance. He knew where he was at. 50 Cent, we had no shame in his game whatsoever. I promise you, 50 is all right. Shoot. He, he, he doing much better than the majority of it. He, yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being said, speaking of situations that are doing a little bit better than others, but still, um, still gotta let's talk about it. Brian Flores, while he does not have a head coaching job, he's still suing the NFL. Um, he does have a job, and it's with now. The Pittsburgh Steelers as oh he's coming to town he's coming to town as their linebackers coach and it's fitting enough that one of two um of African American coaches decides to give Brian Flores a job and also allows him to pursue his lawsuit against the NFL um NFL do better. And um, as far as what's going on in Miami, do a lot better. Um, And I can't wait for that game. I can't wait for the NFL schedule to be released because Pittsburgh is already slated to travel to Miami. I will be watching that game. Steelers, Dolphins in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium. I will be watching. Damn, boy, I feel like Brian Flores has an ax to grind. He has a chip on his shoulder. When he goes against his former team, has on more ways than one. He wants that money and he wants to beat them senseless. Eddie Cool, the ball. Which means during this here fantasy football season upcoming for next year, I better go ahead and try to get dabs on Jalen Waddle early <laughs> and often. Yes, I want him. I want him. I gotta have him. Jalen Waddle. You know how he does a little penguin waddle. Anyways, <laughs> all right, sticking with football, got some news this morning, all right? The XFL, Scotty D's favorite uh, spring football league. I got to put on gallery view. Let's, let's do this again. Let's, let's do, let's see, let's see, look at this here. Look, look at this. I, I was going to see. I'm, I'm going to mention it again. The XFL. Let's see what Scotty does. <laughs> this is great. This is great. All right, the XFL and the NFL, Scotty D. The real football league that you like. They yeah, I like have, that one. Yep. They have agreed on a partnership. All right. All right. The XFL is partnering with the NFL for innovation of player safety. All right. I'm reading this according to um the score.com. And it goes as follows. They have agreed to a partnership centered around innovating the sport and protecting the health of players. Um, and it says we're bringing forward an XFL that is progressive and forward thinking when it comes to innovation, leveraging the newest technology to enhance game day experience. The XFL co-owner and chairwoman, Danny Garcia, Rock's ex-wife, said in a statement. She said, we have an open field for innovative rules to enhance in-game access. Sharing insights and practices between the XFL and the NFL will do a tremendous amount of good for the game and football and support and support the player ecosystem overall. Um, XFL president, 
Russ Brandon told ESPN Kevin's Seifert, is he related to George? Um, that the league will act as a petri dish, if you I don't like where that sounds, as a petri dish <laughs> for the NFL. Nothing good comes out of petri dish for the sounds NFL. Gross. Yeah, sounds nasty for the NFL to try out innovative ideas surrounding safety, officiating rules, and development. All right. Um, 2023, February. Next NFL to sit and resume. All right. So um, this should be interesting to see the partnership between the two because, from the looks of it, the forbidden door of football has been opened. Over to you, Scotty D. So it's next February is when the XFL is starting up, not even this year. Uh, this year, the USFL, speaking of the USFL, USFL. they've had uh, jersey reveals, uniform colors, and all that stuff. The USFL is like moving quick, fast, in a hurry. So uh, Scotty D will have some spring football to watch in the meantime. The pageantry. Oh, the yeah. pageantry. And does the and does the Pittsburgh have a team? <clears throat> USFL team? I, I hope not. Oh, they do. But go ahead. Over to you, Scotty D. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to be there. He's going to get cheap tickets. <laughs> okay, so uh, last week, the on Tuesday, Sidney Crosby, Pittsburgh Penguins, scored his 500th career goal as well as his 50th goal against the Philadelphia Flyers in a come-from-behind win, and he got the assist from Evgeny Malkin. All, like, just perfect stuff. To do it against the Flyers, 50 against the Flyers, 500 against the league, and getting the assist from Malkin. He became the 46th player in NHL history and the second active player, the other being Ovechkin, to cross the 500 career goal. He is. Uh, he joins Mario Lemieux, the only other Penguin to hit that. Penguins are now in fourth in the Eastern Conference after a controversial loss to Carolina. That, by the way, I'm giving you props to Hurricanes, won three in a row, including one on Sunday against the Penguins. But uh, you know, much like Green Bay, where they were spoiled all those good years with Brett Favre, and then all those good years there in Rogers, I feel very spoiled as a hockey fan who had all the years of Mario Lemieux just bridge right into all these years with Sidney Crosby. It's been a pleasure watching Sidney Crosby and I look forward to watching him raise the Stanley cup here this summer. Be live. Over to you. Oh, oh yeah, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> you smell that be live. Yeah. Nah, you know, all I know is I feel there's a storm surge approaching. <laughs> <laughs> Category five, baby. Them hurricanes gotta love it. I guarantee you. Yeah, push come to shove. I'm going to a playoff game this year. There's nothing like a home game at PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. God, I love okay. that. I'm like close. Man, oh man. Would it be interesting to be um hurricanes versus um penguins in a, in a could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Might have to work something out there, you know. I would welcome that because the Penguins have been losing first round playoff games the last couple of years. I would love to face anybody in the Eastern Conference Finals, but go ahead. I digress. Oh. But be live, <laughs> I, but be live, I won't let you be alone and getting cussed out this time in Pittsburgh. I, I won't I won't let you <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate that. But this, uh, this, this time no 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 Scotty D, you're coming to Raleigh this time. You know, we, 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 we're, we're, you're coming to my, you're coming to my area this time, but we'll, we'll work on that if that happens. So, pepper point number two, uh, Major League Baseball. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Please, 
please somehow somewhere just get just please can we all just get along but in the midst of all of this you know there's a controversy between the owners and the players and part of this um they're actually exploring what scotty d loves in all sports is an expanded playoff <laughs> Uh, we, we for the love of God, I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, let's let's play a game real quick. XFL, <laughs> baseball is Spanish playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, leave things alone. Leave them alone. Some things are fine. Leave them alone. You know. I mean, uh, what do they want the whole league to play? This baseball already doesn't have enough time to play because. They go cold weather to cold weather and they're outside. Eh, leave it alone. Go ahead, be nice. No, <laughs> simply put, I, I just wanted to see the look on his face because there is proposed, the owners have proposed a 14-team postseason. Yeah. And the players have countered with a 12-team setup. Um, and with um, most reports saying that um, it's most likely going to lead towards the 14-team um, because there's more money to be made for everyone. And there, at the end of the day, everything that's going on right now is money, 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 and more money, money, and on top of money. Yeah. So, more playoff games, more money. They're already getting um, TV revenue of $1.76 billion Would a it be? year. From Fox, ESPN, and TBS. That is already in set place through 2028. And of course, you have more playoff games. That probably is going to grow even more. But money, money, please agree on something. We need baseball. Eddie Cool, the ball. I got the ball. I would like to catch a pop fly, but there's no one in Florida hitting a baseball. And I'm just standing here hoping and wishing there's a can of corn coming into my glove. All right. So. If you've been paying attention to me, Eddie Cool, also known as Edwin Vereen, you've probably heard this voice on WOBL Radio for WOBL, WDLW Sports up here in good old Lorraine, Ohio. And I, I, I don't want to say this. I want to say this. It's been an absolute pleasure with um, Dave Rivera and shout out to Don Vincent for um, allowing me to hop on the color commentary team. Um, also, shout out to uh, John Guzik as well, too. And um, everybody at WOBLWDLW Radio, all right? Um, it's been fun. It's been a blast doing color commentary, and um, hopefully I'll come back and do it again next year. Uh, a little quick plug right fast. Um, I'm going to post some Coach's Corner interview links where I've interviewed some of the coaches throughout the LC8 throughout the course of the season, um, <clears throat> the boys and girls coaches as well, too, and also some of my games that I've color commentary as well, too. Some for you to check out and love as well, too. Oh, but guess what? Just because... Uh, I'm not doing color commentary at the moment because that can change at a, at a moment's notice. As I was leaving the gym, okay, a few days ago, I got a call from the one, the only Vince McKee, and he said, hey, Eddie, what you doing Tuesday night? I was like, nothing. He said, hey, you want to cover some high school girls basketball games, write articles? I said, sure, no problem. So with that being said, later on tonight, I'll have not only one, but two games covered, all right? We at the St. Joe's Jaguars at 13-8 and eight versus the Hathaway Brown Blazers at 16 and seven. 
And the other half of the doubleheader will be the Wadsworth Grizzlies at 14 and 7 versus the Medina Mighty Battling Bees at 16 and 7. Girls basketball is, is, is very good. They play a very good, fundamentally sound game. And I'm looking forward to cover that game for Key On Sports Media Group. Your boy is double dipping. Your boy is living his dreams. Thank you for everybody for support. I appreciate it. And I've only just begun. Over to you, Scotty D. Speaking of girls basketball, let's go Lady Hillers of Trinity High School. Let's go Hillers. Setting their playoff, uh, beginning playoffs Tuesday night. All right. Uh, so Austin Sendrick won the Daytona 500. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, now, getting back to B-Live, yeah, because I want to talk about something that I care about, which <laughs> B-Live mentioned the uh, Major League Baseball thing. So they're saying now that they need to have this deal done by February 28th, which is next Monday, if they are to be able to start the season on March 31st, to get it on time. Because I think they're saying they need a minimum of three weeks of the training, of spring training to to get the season underway on time. And they left the on Monday, they left way apart again. The owners came up on some numbers and the players hate the idea of what they're bringing to the table, but they are determined to, they're all going to hang in there. They're going to meet again Tuesday. They're all going to be trying to bang out a deal down in Jupiter, Florida. They have all week up until Monday, the 28th to get it done. And baseball, I'm telling you, you better get it done because there's a lot of guys like me fat Babe Ruth lookalikes who just who have nothing else going on in their lives. And we need you in the summer, these long summer nights waiting for NFL training camps to start baseball, do the right thing, get it done. I know you squandered 40 some days over Christmas break, get the deal done. Quit being greedy because I, I, I got nothing else to do in the summertime. Do better. Be live. Get me out of here. Alright, third and final pepper fun before I get into that give a quick shout out to the Lady Chiefs of North Myrtle Beach High School, once the Chief, always the Chief advancing to the third round of the state playoffs, they'll be traveling to North Augusta on Wednesday for a rematch of um, where they played last year and we want the Lady Chiefs to make it back again to the state championship uh, wishing them the best of luck. And definitely a quick shout out to their star, Destiny Vereen. I believe she's ninth grade. She's in the ninth grade and leading the team. There's she, that Vereen name again. <laughs> now I'm telling you, love it, love it, want some more of it. My third and final pepper point, going back to the NFL, because I don't like it. You I don't mean, like it at all. You just don't like the business. That's what it is. You like the sport. You just like the business. Yeah, because the business end of this, um, um, we we need to talk about. Um, so is there's talks about a good group of players boycotting the NFL Combine that is starting next week? Yeah, and because of the bubble concept. Um, that they're putting in place in Indianapolis that will limit, that will keep prospects from interacting with their personal trainers, doctors, nutritionists, and agents while in Indianapolis. Right now, it's looking at a group of agents representing more than 150 of the 324 invited prospects. They have pushed back. 
saying that they will hold their players out of combine drills and interviews if the league does not relent on these plans. On top of that, the NFL Players Association, they issued a a memo supporting the idea of players skipping the combine, describing the combine as antiquated and the entire existence of the combine they have long opposed. So the players union don't, don't want the combine anymore. The agents are now talking about boycotting. And what does that leave us as a fan? <sighs> we want, we want, we want football. We, hey, it's the combine. I want to see these 40 times. So we can talk I about wanna, it. I just want to see how, hey. You know, so I, you can watch them measure their hands and the verticals. How, how, how many of those I, little, those little things they can hit when they jump high in the air there's little little colored Uh, slots because that gives a long way to determine how good you're gonna be at football i know i know scotty d but man come on just feel like they're just just the more we get into it the more they take away from us we don't have baseball already they can't get it together Uh, now they're taking away so a part of football that keeps us in the know this is a part that we talk about Somebody shines in the combine every year and it puts their name from down here all the way up here. You know, I mean, and so it yes, it does not work for the majority of the players. They they get judged more on what they were doing on the field. But every now and again, there's a linebacker that hits a 4-4-40. Probably your boy Micah Parsons probably um had, um got some props from the um combine. So I'm just saying. Come on, man. Stop taking stuff away from us. Stop stop being yeah. so overprotective. And hey, just... Yeah. Well, Quit you, worrying you... about expansion. Well you, well, you you know what Paul Mooney says. So you start enjoying something. They take it away from you. They take it away from you. Don't, don't like me too much. Don't take me away from you, too. Yeah. <laughs> don't take me oh, away man. from you, too. Oh, NFL. Just, I, I feel like this is not, it's not a labor strike or anything like that. Uh, I no. get it. I get it. I think I think the NFL they they get yeah, somewhat good rapport, essentially. The the COVID nineteen and the testing they've all they they only test now that if somebody's showing symptoms, but they still want to protect, but they don't want to protect. But then on top of that, want to keep people in the bubble, but they're not in the bubble. Agents can talk to their players via Zoom, just like we're doing right here. So I don't understand why the agents are mad. I'd understand if I was a player and I didn't have access to my personal trainer and my nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Them, I would need them to have a little bit more. I'd be like, hey, bro, um, you fixed me a snack. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, I mean, my trainer. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. What I don't they know. should do is they should take the Daytona 500 away from us. That's what they should do. Oh, I could, boy. You are the whole region of the country. Hot. Man. Austin Sindrick. The legendary Austin Sindrick. Gets the win to Daytona. Bubba Wallace, second place. He was not happy, by the way. But I completely forgot there was the Daytona 500. Not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> completely just had no clue. Like that, yeah. All right. Well, um, that could be easily explained. That's because that event sucks. And in closing, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another action-packed and very fun and entertaining and good-spirited episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed it because we enjoy recording it and we enjoy putting it out. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for someone else, they're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Lord knows I'm tired. I don't think I'm going to sing today, but uh, we about to get up out of here. Thanks for watching another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Girl, yes, you know I, I, I love you. Oh, baby. I lied. I couldn't help myself. Hey, bye. See y'all. Take care next week. Be good. Be out. Take us out of here. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.